I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. writing this down this is good stuff hey hey what's everybody looking at what's that over there who's that behind you hi i'm john this is john helps you write better uh let's write better yeah let's do it sounds good here we go the year is nearly over and that means most people are going to look backwards and assess the year you've got your year in review your yearly recap your your all that presentation stuff from time gone by. And most people fall into two categories because of it. Category number one, they look back and they see all the highlights. Oh, I did this really well. I got that done. I did this. This was tremendous. Oh, I love that memory. I loved doing this. I had forgotten about how good that thing was, whatever it is. And then there's this other camp. This other camp that sees the shortcomings, that sees the failures. Uh, I didn't change jobs like I thought. I didn't do this. I didn't get that. I don't have this. This didn't get done. I didn't do enough of that. This didn't happen. That didn't happen. And there's really no middle ground. Nobody has like an even balanced, well, a lot of things sucked, but a lot of things were good. I think because most people are kind of wired to steep and marinate in, in one or the other. They look at their successes and they use that as a springboard to launch forward or they look at their failings and feel like garbage about themselves. If you're me, and thankfully I'm the only one of me, you are looking backwards and seeing all the stuff that didn't work. This didn't go off, that didn't go, this didn't happen, that didn't happen. And if, if I really had to think about it, it's because I was raised in a religious cult that told me that if I didn't look backwards and look at my failures, I would be doomed to eternal damnation. So that's a whole different issue for a whole different day. But in looking backwards, I, under, I realize now and I understand that the things that didn't work, the things that failed, the projects that didn't finish, the times I didn't get hired, the people who disappeared, all that stuff. Part of that was just on them. Part of them, you know, they said, oh, I'll come back when I get paid. And then they never do. Or this project didn't launch because it didn't, it just didn't catch on. Part of that's on me. Part of that is on me for, for setting it up and not following through. And part of it is on them for also not following through. And there's an additional step I can take responsibility for. I set really unrealistic expectations. I was certain, absolutely 1,000 million billion percent certain that the world would flock to a four-pay writing group because, oh, man, who, who wouldn't want to get, like, absolute here's how to do whatever you're doing writing advice on a monthly basis? For dirt cheap, for less than the price of food, you know, a takeout meal or something, you know, I I was offering and am still offering because the writing group is still a thing. I, I'm offering a chance to sit around and get personalized, tailored how-to advice while having free beta reading, essentially. It's ideal. It didn't catch on. I thought everybody would, and I set my expectation to the moon. I started spending the money before somebody even signed up unbelievable of me 
absolutely positively unbelievable now that I sit back and I look at it. But yeah, expectations are a thing. You might have a project that just came out or you have one that's coming out and you might be thinking, oh, I've got to hit this benchmark. I've got to hit that milestone in order to get it right, in order to be good enough, in order to succeed. I need to sell this many copies in order to validate my time and effort in my writing. I need to sell so many copies. And I hear this from people all the time because capitalism is a monster that has convinced us that your quality in your work is dependent on your sales that you're only as good as the number of sales. So if you have a handful of sales, you must be bad at a thing. Well, Vincent Van Gogh would beg to differ with you because most of his shit sold after he died. And I'm not saying that you are writing the way Vincent Van Gogh was painting, but um, you can't always use sales as a measure for how well you're doing unless your only point in doing something was to sell it. And if that's the case may I strongly urge you to consider writing something very simple and very highly profitable very quickly, perhaps taking as many shortcuts as possible to, you know, churn out garbage to the lowest common denominator at the highest rate so that you can maximize the number of widgets you produce in the factory so that you can sell, 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 and then feel good about yourself because you made things. Yay, capitalism. But if that doesn't appeal to you if you find that repellent, if you are willing to look past your sales as a barometer for how you are and what you're doing, let me ask you this, because here's the truly important question when you set up an expectation. Are you in a better position now than you were before? So I set up a writing group and a handful of people popped in a few times at most. I set up different coaching plans. People popped in and dipped out. I, you know, tried to make a four pay podcast. It didn't really take off. I tried to set up subscriptions on Substack and Substack let Nazis in. I did all these things. Am I in a better position for having done them beyond the money in my pocket? Did doing that, did taking this risk, making this effort make me better at doing what I want to do? If the answer is yes, independent of sales, if the answer is yes, then great, I'm on the right track. If the answer is no, then I seriously need to reconsider doing things. Tethering your success, tethering your hope, your dreams, your happiness to a financial indicator based on the actions of other people will almost always disappoint you because you will almost always hype yourself up and reach for the moon. That doesn't mean you're undeserving of success. It just means that, you know, we need to be practical about how much marketing you're doing and the time you're marketing it and how good the product is and what kind of shape it's in and whether or not you're willing to, you know, package it with this and try it like that and how, you know, how fast and how hard are you pushing this thing? There's loads of different factors. You can't just lay it out there in the world and go, okay, 2 million people show up and buy my thing so I don't have to work for the next six months. You have to be realistic. You have to be practical. Those aren't code words for feel like shit about yourself. Not, not at all. Those are simple words that say, hey, let's be truthful. Let's be accurate. Let's be kind to ourselves. It's difficult, I know. You, you want to succeed. You want, see, you, want, you want to see things take off. 
but you've always got to frame those expectations in terms of the effect it has on you. I'm not saying if you have no expectations, you'll never get hurt. That's some nihilist shit. We don't want that either. What we want, plain and simple, is to be able to assess ourselves and say, am I better for having tried? Am I better for doing this? What can I point to that I'm doing better that has filled me with more satisfaction, that has made me smarter, that has made me more talented, that has given me more confidence, that has brought me pleasure? Can I point to those things more than the other? I understand the money feels important. I understand the money is important. I understand that you need this thing to sell well so that you have a roof over your head. I hear you. Those things aren't going away, but that's not your fault. That's capitalism. I'm asking you if you can take a second and take a deep breath and honestly point to within yourself any evidence you have that you are a better you for having tried. If yes, great, keep trying. If you are unwilling to admit it because the negative seems so negative, take a break and come back. If you genuinely can't point to any positives from your efforts, quit because you're only making it worse for yourself and there's no shame in quitting. That is most definitely something to think about and I will talk to you tomorrow.